Hi, welcome to the Business Class ESL Breakroom. We're a company of passionate language trainers and coaches. We're here to share ideas, to improve our skills, and strengthen the training community. Come in for some inspiration, leave with tips to apply to your sessions today. Hi there, and welcome to the ESL Breakroom. Today, we are talking with Amanda Croft an experienced business English trainer based in the UK with a unique background in theater arts, which she uses to her advantage in, tra- in the training room, kind of like a superpower. <laughs> but seriously, as a business trainer, among others, I can confirm that she's te- she tends to develop some loyal followers among her learners. We work with her, luckily. And so we've invited her here today to talk about one practice that she's developed out of her acting skill set, and that is role plays. So welcome, Amanda. Hello. Um, pleased to be here. Thank you for having me, Sue. Oh, we're delighted. So I would love to hear more. Could you just unpack for us this practice you've been doing? And you've spoken about it at different uh, IATEPA conferences. Um, what do you what do? You do? <laughs> what do you recommend? Okay. Okay. So um, what I'd like to speak to you today about is um, scripted role play. And I think it's really underused. So what I tend to do or what I like to do is I like to do short scripted role plays which lead to improvisation. Uh So I think what's really useful with any kind of improvisation is that you have some kind of boundary for creating something. Uh It really helps learners or actors when we're working. If you have a, a, a a field uh, around or, or a boundary around which you can then create. Mm-hmm. Um, so with scripted role plays, for example, I started with the book by Keith Johnson, which is called Impro, and I tested it out. So I took a, a, role, a short role play sequence, which goes like this. It goes, this is A and B speaking. So A says, hello, and B says, hello, and A says, You've been waiting long. And B says, ages. And that's it. That's the whole, that's the whole script. Okay. So it's very quick and easy to learn, and we could almost do it now. So, so I could say, hello, and you say, hello. <laughs> and then I say, you've been waiting long, and you say, ages. Exactly. So you start with this. As a, as, as a short role play. And you look, first of all, at the actor when they approach a script always has to look at the information you've got. So okay. what information have we got in this short script? What do you think we've got? Well, we've got two people. Yeah. Um, two people don't know if they know each other. But okay, exactly, good. We so don't know. We don't know that. But what do we know? That one person has been there for a long time. Exactly. And the other person arrives. Mm -hmm. So that's the information we know. So then we think, well, what what don't we know? So first of all, we don't know whether they know each other. So then we have to ask, and this is normally what I do with the the learners. So I usually ask for two volunteers to come up to the front of the class. But if it's online, I ask for two people from the group to present them, be happy to play this little role play. And I get them to read it cold, first of all. So that's all they do. They read it cold. Mm-hmm. And then we start to investigate it. And I say, so I say to the other learners, so what don't we know? 
you know, what do we need to start creating here? Oh, okay. So then the other learners in the group will ask questions. So do you know each other? And it's hot seating. So the two, the two volunteers will be hot seated about what they think. So yeah. first of all, do you know each other? And they might say, yes, we do. And then, okay, so what are you to each other? You know, are you friends? Are you family? You know, and so you, you begin to build the picture by hot seating the two volunteers about what it is they are and why they're meet, you know, so, you know, all sorts of things. They could be complete strangers meeting at a, at a, at a, a it could be a blind date, for example. Oh, fun. <laughs> so, you know, but, but you, you let, you let the learners decide the context. I love this because yeah, automatically the learners are engaged in language without even realizing it because exactly. they're too interested, you know, as we talk task-based task test-based learning, yes. interested in what to, to get to the juice, but it could go anywhere. I was already thinking two people at a bus stop. Yes, exactly. So, or a train station or, yeah. you know, so here they are on the train station waiting or on at the bus stop waiting for the bus. Mm -hmm. Have you been waiting long for this bus? Yes, I have ages, you mm -hmm. know, so there is complete strangers. And then what happens up next? And then that's what's interesting. So having hot seated your learners about the context. So, and you can ask all manner of questions. So if, it, if it's the bus stop scenario, what time of year is it? What time of day is it? Where are they going? You know, and, oh, and, and so, so you begin to build a picture of these two people's lives, mm -hmm. but you're not doing it from you, the trainer's point of view. You're doing it from the learner's experience. Yeah. Their lived experience. It, it comes to the fore and they create the improvisation and the role play. So from a simple four lines, uh, it can go absolutely anywhere. And what tends to happen is that that's all they need. That's mm -hmm. all they need. And the whole thing then just spirals. But at the same time, the other learners are watching and then what I do next is I normally then say, okay, so this is this was this was the example. Mm -hmm. Now I've got some more, I've got some more dialogues. And so I I started to write my own dialogues, and that's that's where I am now, really. So I've always having acted, mm -hmm. um, and I know about plays and how plays are scripted. Mm -hmm. Then I just started to write dialogues for situations. This is fabulously fun. I think it sounds just like a blast. And yeah, well, it is. It absolutely is. So I've got this one, which I wrote, uh, which is an A1, A2 learner script, which goes A and B, just A and B again. So it, the, the first learner says A, quiet, quiet. Yes, just listen. What is it? And that's the beginning. So they then decide what it is that they've heard and, you know, where are they and who are they? And, and so the whole, but that's A1. So the words we've got, quiet, yes, just listen. What is it? Shh. That's what, I, that brought me to my next question. Can you do this with someone as, as well, beginner as A1? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you, you, and then what they have to do is they have to use the language they have. And how, what has been your experience with that? 
Well, I think that they find language they didn't know they had. Oh. Or the confidence to use the language that they have because they're involved in the scene. They're involved in, in the creation of making it work, I suppose. And, and, and the other thing I think that is key to any kind of improvisation is that so often when we're teaching, teaching in inverted commas, we are teaching phrases, we're teaching vocabulary, we're teaching, you know, things for a certain situation. But actually, I think fundamentally, learners find themselves in all kinds of unexpected situations where they have to use the language they have spontaneously mm -hmm. and as fluently as possible. And so what role play or this kind of role play leading to improvisation does is it gives them that experience. And that I think is fundamental. This is fabulous. So it's really just um, jumping off points. These are very short role plays with very limited language. And the goal is actually to get them to imagine the next scene. Exactly. I've never thought about role play in this sense. This is fantastic. So that's 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 one one thing. And I suppose there are lots of, you know, it's generally brain friendly. As you said, people tend to get engaged in it because they're interested in the scenario right. and, and they're interested in creating the people that are in the scene. Um, on online, it, what, one of my recommendations is that when you do it online, when you get to the kind of what I call the performance stage, where they then perform in front of each other, mm -hmm. I often will give them time to do it in, bre in breakout rooms if it's online. Okay. So I'll give them time to do it in breakout rooms and prepare it. Good. And, then, and then they come back and the only thing they have to remember, and often they end up learning the little bit of text that they have, they learn, which is great, I mean, yeah. isn't that what we want? Our learners <laughs> to learn. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> to learn phrases. So they, they generally they'll come back having learned it because they've practiced it and sometimes maybe a couple of times in their breakout room. So give them time. Mm -hmm. And then when they come to, as I said, the performance stage, what you need to do is you need to make sure that everybody turns their camera and then and they mute themselves. So you've got a sense of performance so that when they're watching each other, they see they they're not distracted by anything else going in any, in, on in anybody else's room at home. Excellent. Oh, that is a great tip. And may I ask then, what do you do with the other people? Let's say you send two people out to prepare. Mm -hmm. What are you doing with if you had a few others? No, so they're all preparing. So let's imagine you've got a group of six. Okay, mm -hmm. that's perfect. Mm -hmm. You've got, and I've got role plays which work for two or three players, depending on the numbers you turn up at the workshop. And then what you can do is you send everybody out. So you've you've done your example where you've got your two volunteer students to do the hello dialogue, and then and it and obviously sometimes people don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. That does happen where people go oh. So what you do is you give them a director role. So you might have a two player um, scene where mm. you have the director and I get the director to ask the questions. So ask the two actors the questions. Okay, who are you? Where are you? Exactly, are you what time of year is it? What time of day is it? Get the director to ask those questions. So they have a role in that. 
even if they then don't perform. Okay, excellent. Um, and then, so, as I said, I've got, you know, when I, when I do a workshop using this kind of material, I have more than one script. Mm -hmm. so and I show them the scripts and they get to choose. So do you like script one, two, three, four? And of course they're really short. So it doesn't take a minute to read around the scripts and then they make a choice. Oh, I want to do. And I said, if you want to do the same script, that's absolutely fine. Because okay. that's really interesting too, because when they go out into their breakout rooms and prepare, they're different people yeah. come back with different scenes. That's the beauty they, of it. You know, they begin the same, of course, because it's the same script, but they they come back with different scenes. And and that's what's so exciting. So then they're really there. They've got especially also they're when they then watch each other's, they they have um, a kind of ownership of their own scene and they're interested in the others. So how is theirs different from ours? What did they do differently? What did they come up differently? So they're invested in it. That's brilliant. It's all built right into this one short encapsulated lesson. Exactly. Fabulous. My God, Amanda, this really is great. Can I ask though, let's say, okay, I'm a trainer, but I don't have any acting experience. Where might I find some good scripts or what do you recommend to someone wanting to write their own? So um, if you want to write your own, you have to start listening to dialogue, mm -hmm. listening to conversation. So that's the first thing, whether you're sitting in a cafe and I'm obviously, I'm in, I'm living, I live in England. So mm. I'm surrounded by the English language. So I can sit in a cafe and drink a cup of coffee and listen to what people say and write it down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, so that's, you know, and isn't that interesting? I, you know, for me, it's always like authentic, you know, what do people say to each other? Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, yeah, and, and sitting on a train and people, you know, speak to each other on the phone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll say interesting things. They'll start a conversation. You think, well, that's, you know, that those here that you have it. I mean, it's com completely anonymous and they have no idea that I've written the first four lines of their conversation. <laughs> or I imagine what the other person is saying, especially if it's on the telephone. Um, mm -hmm. But I just, you know, so I when I when I actually talked about this at IATEFL, everybody at the end of the session said, where do you get the scripts? Mm -hmm. And then I said, I wrote, wrote them. And then. I thought, well, what I probably need to do is publish them. I haven't got to that stage yet, but that's yeah. kind of where I am, that I probably need to publish the, the scripts. That's I mean, a book in the making. That's a great book. Yeah. As, as it stands at the moment, I mean, I what I do is I kind of write the script and then I think, what are we looking at here? So um, this one, for example, let's take one that's a B2 script. So um, I've got here... A and B. In fact, this has got C as well, so it's a three-player. So I can't find it anywhere. Well, when did you last have it? Yesterday evening. Well, you can't have lost it. You, you, you didn't take it, did you? Me? Take it? That's it. So, um, and here, what it looks at is it, it looks at can't have plus past participle mm -hmm. and, and deduction. And question tags. Yes. You know, <laughs> fabulous. Yeah. I was like, oh, question tags. <laughs> so, so, so you've got, so you've got, you know, I, what I'm trying to do is compile a kind of 
group of scripts together and looking at the language that comes out in it and analyzing what you might want to pre-teach if you were or how you might want to combine it with a grammar lesson um or you know it might not be within the grammar lesson but you might do the script later so that they get it's a way of practicing mm -hmm. really fabulous this is my mind is going in 10 different directions you know where you could get scripts an idea i just had was um you know, YouTube automatically generates transcripts sometimes. Yeah. So you have some videos yeah. or things you could check. Yeah. Just who knows. But well, Amanda, this has been fabulous. Um, do you have any, I don't know, for in-person, now that we're all going back into yes. classroom, I've been in a few companies recently. Do you have any tips for doing this in person? Yes. So in person, I think what's really important is setting the scene. Mm -hmm. And you mustn't, oh, well, you mustn't, there's no mustn'ts. But what I would say is that never, uh, never kind of think about you, the trainer. Think about the people in your room and what they're going to get from this experience. So I think trainers who don't have kind of dramatic background or acting background or that kind of experience or feel shy themselves, will just always remember it's not about you. It's about the work. And if you can overcome that and know it's the work that matters, and the, obviously as a teacher, you're always thinking about your students and the people in your room, it's for them. And of course, if they don't want to do it, you never make them. It's not about coercion. But what I find is that I'll move a table, I'll create a chair, I'll get a prop, I'll, I'll set the scene. So whatever it is they say, whether it's at the bus stop, you then ask the questions, okay, so where's the, which direction are you looking? So where's the bus coming from? Oh, it's coming from the right. So, okay, so you're both looking at the right because that's where the bus is coming from. Mm -hmm. So you, what's really important is kind of to set the scene, you know, move the chairs and tables in the classroom, make it so that it's a different space. It's mm. not, it's not a classroom it's yeah. a bus stop or it's a cafe or it's a nightclub or it's a bar or it's whatever it is create yeah. the scene because that helps us embody the action of the of the of the scene excellent oh this is excellent so much fun <laughs> well i am excited to try it out amanda and Great. i would invite everybody listening to do the same and let us know how it goes and I'll ask you again, you know, next time I chat with you, tell me about your most recent <laughs> role play. <laughs> yes. Okay. Lovely. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It's been great to talk about my work. It's super fun. Thank you for sharing it. And we'll look forward to the book. <laughs> Thanks for joining us in the Business Class ESL Breakroom, the podcast designed to bring business English trainers useful ideas, inspiration, and conversation that motivates Follow us on Instagram at business underscore class underscore language and subscribe to the ESL Breakroom playlist on Spotify, Deezer, or Apple Music for new episodes. See you next time.